Hi everyone, welcome to Michael Sanders Go Sees Show. And um, here I am with my beautiful, gorgeous Go See of the day, Bella Hi. Ullman. Yes. Exactly. And in case you guys are tuning in for the first time, um, feel free, this is YouTube, right? So I have to do a shout out at the beginning to subscribe, like, share, and all that good stuff. Um, as you probably know by now, the content of this show is me interviewing the models who come and see me ostensibly for work as an Italian L photographer. I'm always casting for things and I'm taking the advantage to, I'm taking advantage of the situation to give back actually, um, to show that there's much more to <laughs> these lovely <laughs> models and the pictures in the magazines than meets the eye. And uh, I've always enjoyed uh, talking on set that that's the reason, essentially, why I do this. Oh, okay. You know, it's just an excuse. <laughs> the photography is an excuse to meet talk people a little more. and to have a human exchange. So that's I've, great. I've decided to do it full time. Perfect. So here we are. Let me ask you the first question, which is, where are you from? Okay, so I'm from Germany, and I was born and raised in Berlin. Okay. Your parents are who, and what do they do? My parents are German as well. Yes. Um, my, my dad is actually from the south of Germany, my mom mm -hmm. from the north, mm -hmm. and they met in the center in Berlin. <laughs> okay, now what, what towns, cities did they come from originally? Um, so my mom comes from Lübeck, mm -hmm. which is up in the north, on the um, east, uh, yeah, like northeast, mm -hmm. and it's where the famous marzipan comes from. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> so I kind of it's grew amazing. up with eating marzipan pretty much every day. Wow. Because um, my grandparents still live there. Now, marzipan is essentially made from almonds. Almonds and a lot of sugar. So where are these almonds? Where are these almonds grown? Good question. I've never see, thought I about that. I never, I never associated <laughs> almonds with Germany. I've got to say. No, I've never thought about that. Actually, I was just like, it comes from there. And do they um, grow them? Happened. They must grow them. Why would they? Yeah, why would they invent it? Because that's where that? the famous marzipan comes from. Niederegger. Oh. Have you heard from them? No, but it sounds great. Yeah. What it's is it? Literally the best. That's a company name. Yeah, oh, okay. It's the famous marzipan. Were they the originators? Were they the very first? Or did they just do it best? That's a good question. Because you but know I know <laughs> that they are like really famous for it. And everyone that eats marzipan wants to eat Niedega. Is there one in New York? No. Is so. there one anywhere else outside of Germany? If one I was don't to. I think so. But you can buy online. Yeah. Okay. Check it out. I don't know even how to spell that. Do you want to give us a quick okay. spelling? Yeah, I'm trying. So <laughs> N-I-E-D-E-R and then E-double-G-E-R. Fantastic. Now, you look Scandinavian, don't you? Yeah, a lot of people say that. So do you think your... So your, was it your mother or father who was Southern? My dad. And your mum was from the North? Yeah, exactly. Could it be possible that some Scandinavian... No, nah, we have thought about no. that already because a lot of people come to us and ask us about that, mm -hmm. but no. What do they do? So my dad, he's a tax lawyer. Fantastic. And my mom, she has a relocating company and is a pharmacist. Mm. Pharmacist first? Yes. By vocation? She studied chemistry. Yes. So, um, but then she ended up never doing anything with chemistry and then she build up her own company, mm -hmm. which is a relocating company. So people that come to Berlin uh, from big companies, um, when they get employees, 
they she kind of sets up the family like finds a school for the children gets like their car stuff done and how fantastic all that governmental stuff as well how did she get into that you don't know I, was all I'm this before quite, your time yeah are you an only child or do you have siblings no i have two older sisters oh wow and i have one half brother and another half sister okay so, so we're five in total we're there was remarrying family. going on yes, at some point my dad he so your parents split up or were that was that the family before mm. you Luckily. You're the second family. Yes, <laughs> I'm the lucky second family. My family is still together. first family. We have to feel bad for the first yes. families. So did, are you close with those first family kids? Yes, we're very close. Were they jealous of, yes. of you? Yeah. Uh, have you managed to make that okay over yeah. the years? We have. That's fantastic. There was quite big problems while during the time... Where my dad got with my mom, mm -hmm. and um, but I think now everyone is grown up, and I think they're over it now. So okay. we got it all sorted out. Has that coloured any of your attitudes to love, marriage, and relationships, or um, is it a blank page for you? Is there mm, any baggage attached? Yeah, because um, I didn't like because I'm the I'm the youngest mm. from all, so. Um, I didn't really experience all the bad stuff that kind of happened, mm -hmm. but I still had that kind of weird relationship with my siblings at first, with my half-brother and half-sister. When I was younger, it was all a bit weird and I didn't really feel like we were that connected. But now as I got older, and I think they got older as well, um, we kind of get along really well and I think no one is really thinking about it anymore and it's just trying to get it out of the way. Did it make you think about your own situation yeah later on in life I and how you would once in my life and wow. i want to stay with my husband but if it doesn't forever. happen that way <laughs> if for some reason the fates have it that it's it's proving yeah, that, would be it's, bad luck, that it's huh? a hard proving ground and i how, think it is but i think is there an easy people, way of doing it is my I think question a lot of people give up too fast and okay. i think that's a problem and you're a you're a soldier yes i am a soldier what star sign are you capricorn of the soldiery Yep. Steadfast, one foot in front of the other. Yeah, you'll get it done. <laughs> if I have something in mind, I'll get it done. Um, so, okay. So, uh, growing up with a new family, with 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 your siblings, uh, <laughs> was it fun? How are you different from them? Are you different from them? Yeah. The funny thing actually is, mm -hmm. so me and my two sisters were all like totally blonde. We never had to color our hair. Like, that's our natural color. Mm. All blue eyes. People would know that you're sisters. 100%. Is and it Chekhovian, the three-sister dynamic? Yeah. It is. <laughs> and if my mom comes with us, like, everyone thinks we're four sisters. Oh, wow, because your mom's the same. So <laughs> She looks exactly so the same. So you all look like your mom. Yeah, we all look like our mom. We have some little things from our dad. Like I have the lips of my dad, and uh -huh. I have the but I have the eyes of my mom. But I think I have the nose of my dad. Okay. So I have some things, but my mom is so she's blonde, she's tall, she has light eyes, and um, although my dad has the blue eyes, so we all got oh, our okay. eyes. Okay. My mom has the green eyes. Oh wow, that's nice. So, um, but I think if we all stand together, you pretty much know that we're all okay. Family. And are your sisters as good looking as you are? Yes, for sure. Do they model? No, unfortunately not. 
Now, was there any reason for that? Yes. <laughs> they were both like, we never want to quit on any food in our lives. For okay, money. they like to eat. I, I love to eat. So how do you deal with that? It was pretty hardcore for me as well. So last year when I started modeling for, when Only. I decided to do it full time. Okay, let's go back to the beginning of that. So I finished let's, school. Yes. At what age? 2015. You had an affluent, upper middle class, tax lawyer's daughter upbringing. Yeah. There wasn't any sense of lack no. in terms of material things. You went on holidays. <laughs> where, where did you holiday? My dad always, he's amazing, so he always wanted us to see the world. So every year, we never, we never did any holidays over the year, but then always over Christmas and New Year's Eve, he planned like a three-week amazing trip. Mm -hmm. So every at end of the year, we did it now for, I guess, like seven, eight years ago, he started that, doing it. And we went to the most amazing place. We started with Cuba. Mm -hmm. We went to did amazing trip through like Vietnam, Malaysia, Cambodia, Singapore. We went to um, the Maldives. We went to Africa, did a safari there and saw Zanzibar. Amazing. Who we, chose these destinations? My dad. Okay. He did it all. You he just said yes. Of, yes. You just said yes, please. Thank you very much. Yes. And we were all so excited. For us, it was the most because we all travel all the time. So the we three were three daughters yes. and your mum as a family. All, we all do. Okay. So. Over the year, we never really had like really family quality time, and we are a very close family. Like we do everything together if we can. Is that because both parents are working, busy, having careers? Yes, and because we are. Like my sister, my both of my sisters moved out when they were fourteen, went to a boarding school in England. So Which one? I, both. Which boarding school? They went to um, um, in in England. Yes. Both. Do you know the name? Yeah. Um, something with A. One went to Boxwood. Okay. And the other Public one school? went to... Um, no, it was like a... I, I don't know. I don't think it was a public school. Boarding. Boarding school. Yes. <laughs> well, we call them public schools. Ah. And they're actually private schools. Yeah. They're yes. Private schools. <laughs> of course they were. <laughs> public schools, yes. Yes. Eton, so. you know, Harrow, the big English public schools are actually private schools and very difficult to get into and extremely expensive. And what Millfield. public school? That's a very good question. <laughs> I'll look into that. Okay, I'm Google, Google that. that after. Let's Google it. Let's Google it together. After this one. Okay. So, why didn't you get shipped off? And how did I they... never wanted. I was such a mom and dad's little girl. I never wanted to leave home, and I was scared of leaving home. As a baby. I, as a baby, because I went to school. I was very lucky. Both of my sisters. Um, when they went to school, there, there was no really good international English school in Berlin. Mm -hmm. So when I was going to school, if I, when I was like um, getting into first grade, the Berlin International School opened, which is an international school, so all the subjects are in English. So I grew up in an English school. So from preschool onwards, I had all my subjects in English. Wow, that's why you speak so well. Yeah, and my, both of my sisters went to England to learn English, whereas I was able to be, stay in Berlin. And um, Was that your was father, great. again, was that your father's design that he wanted them to speak English? Yes, he always said it's very important to speak English, to understand the rest of the world, to get to know new cultures, religions. It's just what you have to, it's just the language you have to know. Did they resent being shipped off to boarding school? They loved it. They wanted. They asked my parents. To. Oh wow! So they're independent. They were yeah. more independent than you are. No. You're independent too. Now. <laughs> okay. It took me a while. They already were independent with fourteen, fifteen. 
It took me until I was 18 to oh, wow. start to be like, okay, I have to leave home now. So I as the baby, you were, you were favored generally? Never. My parents wow. always, they were like, they treated all of us completely equal and it was very important to them that whatever one gets, the other gets, and the other gets. Do you think your mother or father were the greatest influence on your worldview, attitudes to life? Or is it more oh. mysterious than that? Um, yeah, because it's actually very interesting. They've both been doing, the, I think, the best job ever because my mom was always the one that kind of came and she took us in the arm and she was like the one that if we felt bad, who like, she kind of... Was nurturing. Yeah, she was <clears throat> nurturing and made us feel really good. And whenever we had problems with friends and stuff like that, she's more the one that is very caring and loving and tells you that you're great and that you don't have to be sad about things. Whereas my dad, he does it in the same... He says the same things, but in a completely different way. He's more structured. He's more like... So if you do this, these are the consequences, these are the benefits, these are the disadvantages. This is just like how life is. And he's very, so if we need like real advice and we need someone to tell us <laughs> right. what should we do right now, he will be there and he will tell us and he will give us like, which is amazing because sometimes you just come home and you're like, I totally fucked this up and whatever. And he'll be like, you didn't because there is this you can still do and there's this. Whereas my mom would be like, oh, it's all fine. Like, mm -hmm. don't worry, mm -hmm. you know? So so he's a, a realist, a pragmatist. Um, and your mom's more emotional? Is that what you're yeah. saying? My dad is, he's getting more emotional the older As he, he gets, gets older. He gets so emotional now. I've never seen him cry when I was young and now... He's so emotional, even like in TV series when you watch oh, people right. like The Voice of Germany or something and you okay. see people sing and he's just like sitting there saying, oh, this is so beautiful. That's fantastic. So you were lucky. Yeah. Do you consider yourself extremely lucky to have been born to those and, parents oh, in that circumstance? More than lucky. I look on your Instagram and you mention all of that international travel. It seems to me that you're just continuing the dream life that you were bestowed as a child. Yeah. No, <laughs> really, it... when I finished school and I spent like, because I never changed school. So I was from preschool until IB2. I had the International Baccalaureate, which I did. Wicked. Um, I had, I just stayed in Berlin. I never moved ho like home. We always, mm -hmm. we're living in the same apartment since I'm born. Wow. So I'm, I was very like base and I was in a very like safe environment. Yes. It was just like all very convenient. And then with 18, I was just like, First of all, I don't really know what I love right now, what I want to study. And I don't really, I don't want to go somewhere and just study something just for the sake of it because people say we have to study right after school and because it's like kind of the pressure of my society. I was like, that's not what I want to do. Actually, the only thing I really love right now is traveling, seeing the world, meeting new people. That's what I really love. And I just want to continue that. So I started modeling when I was 15. 13 actually. Is that a good age? It's too young. But I just did it because I really enjoyed it. And I thought like, oh, amazing. I get some extra pocket money, you know, from what I get from my parents. And it was just really fun to do it. Let's talk about the, the nuts and bolts of that process. Mm -hmm. So how did it begin? You were so, scouted walking out of My mom, mm -hmm. she modeled when she went, when she studied to earn her, like to kind of pay her studies. Because she was a beautiful woman. She was. She still is. Of course. <laughs> and um, so, I don't know, one day I found her like little comb card 
And I was like, wow, mom, this is amazing. And I was so excited. And then I started doing photos with my best friend and she always took photos of me and I really enjoyed it. And like, you know, started posing and stuff like that. What age was this? 13, okay. around like okay. 12, 13. Okay. But were you aware of fashion previous to that? As a little, little girl. Yeah, I always loved clothes and I always wanted to take choose my own clothes and do all that stuff. Because of your mum, were there fashion magazines around the house? Um, or not? Yeah, there were some, but not a lot. Like, we never really have a lot of fashion You didn't subscribe to the no, local no, no, no. German Vogue or whatever, no. no. But um, that's just how it started. And then my mum was like, if you really want to do it, I'm not a mum that makes her child do something. If you want to do it. I give you a contact number of someone I've worked with. She has an agency now. Contact her, email her, and if she writes back, then cool. Hmm. So I was like, okay, mom, I'll do it. So I sat down and I typed on the laptop like what I wanted to say. I was like, hi, I'm Bella. I'm the daughter huh? of Andrea. What was this agency called? Uh, Younger Models. It was a child modeling it's, agency. It's a child modeling okay, agency. Okay, because you were in Berlin. Sort exactly. of under age at 13. Yeah. Okay. And then they took me right away and that was amazing and I, my mom always said as long as you're good in school you're allowed to do it. So what was it actually, what was the crux of the interest? Was it money? Was it attention? Was it excitement? Excitement. It was the excitement, the promise of what it could be. Yeah, I was just like, I think I love just wearing clothes an and then eating new pe meeting new people. And you're so an extrovert. Yeah, I know you're open and confident. That's obvious. Yeah. Do you like to show off and like attention? No, I hate that. How can Getting you do too it? too much attention. <laughs> How do you do that? I mean, it must be very hard for you to walk down any street in summer, <laughs> scantily clad as you are, and not get attention. It's, that's, that's an impossibility. So you've had to find a way to deal with that attention. But I'm, yeah. I'm wondering why, even as a young child and into adolescence you were probably getting that kind of attention anyway because you're obviously a pretty child because you're a beautiful woman so was it that you were just used to that attention and grew up with it or or what because it must yeah, have changed maybe. to now you're used to dealing with the attention sorry about that let me mute this um yeah maybe maybe it was because i was a bit used to it because um, I was like the youngest and everyone always obviously yes, you were oh, cute. you were cutie yeah. and like, oh, you're so adorable. And... Oh, shit, I can't. But, um... <laughs> let's go, go away. Okay, let's <laughs> ring her off, ring her off. There it is. And um, yeah, maybe it was that, but I think I also just got used to it that it was like my job. But as soon as I'm out of my job and I get too much attention, it kind of freaks me out as well. Mm. So it's, it's funny because people always ask, like, why? Because sometimes people come and want to take pictures of me and I'm like, oh, I don't want it. And then mm. they're like, that's your job. I'm like, I know, but it's somehow different if I'm at work. It's just for normal for me mm. and I'm just stand in front of the camera and I just do it. And it's just like, it's different than it's still if, doing it. if I'm in my personal, <laughs> yes. you know, the, my personal. Um, I'm going to maybe put this under the bed. <laughs> or put oh, it on the moon. How do I do it on the moon? Wait. Oh, the moon. Okay. This helps. Thank you for that. Is that done now then? Uh, it should be. Okay. Is there a moon on well? the iPad? Sort us out. Oh. I think Which that should is. be fine now. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. So, um, all right, 13 child modeling. Yeah. And then how did that transition to adult modeling happen? So with uh, 15, 
there was a photographer that came up to me in Berlin at Zara when I went shopping with a friend. Mm -hmm. And he was like, oh, I have this amazing guy. I know he owns a German, an agency in Hamburg. He's the best, best agency in Germany. And um, so one day my mom came with me to Hamburg and we went there. You contacted him again? So no, that photographer. Oh, he set it up. He set it up. Okay. So it was Ingo? It was Ingo. There you go. And since then he's my mother agent. And not only that, he's like my best friend as well. Like... Um, because I kind of with 15 I kind of grew up with him and his agency was also just it wasn't that old um, Five years, I think or four mm -hmm. years back then um, so I kind of grew with the agency as well That's and good. with him and um, So I cannot imagine any better mother agent than Ingo right now And I'm very lucky because I know a lot of girls. They don't have that close relationship to their mother agent Good old Ingo. Shout out to Ingo, mate. Exactly. You did, you did good. You did very good <laughs> and um, But how could you go wrong? <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's not so hard really <laughs> yeah. You just have to say yes to the gift that comes through the door exactly. really. I mean, let's face That's it true. But it's not, not a lot of girls are that lucky with their mother agents. They don't have that close relationship. And so they feel they kind of always have to do what the mother agent wants. And they sometimes get into like weird, not fights, but arguments. And sometimes girls don't feel that comfortable. And I'm very lucky because I can talk with him about everything and all the concerns I have and everything I really want to do and I want to work on. And he kind of like helps me with all of it. And he always supports me and... So that's really great and all the downs I already had in those two years now, he kind of always gets me out of them and like always pushes me to get Let's to talk them. about the downs. Yeah. So for a young model starting out, what are the pitfalls? What are those downs? Are they emotional downs? Are they what what just describe Yeah, so when I when I is. finished school, um I was just I weighed too much. So I had just Did your too many father, kilos. Before we talk about that, your parents were okay. Your father was okay with you modeling, obviously. Yeah. He supported you completely. He's always supported me with whatever I want to do. Right. So that wasn't an issue. He didn't mind that you didn't go to secondary no, he, education and on to university. He loved, he would have loved if I would have studied law because he said, I have always an argument against everything. Yes, you were born to do very that. Like, <laughs> yes. You know? Argumentative. Yeah. So he was like, oh, I just, I think it would be just amazing if you would study that. But he never really made me feel like I had to. Mm -hmm. He was more like, I know that he would have loved that I would do it, um, but now he's more like, you know what, you can be like independent, you're traveling the world, like, what is, there's nothing better than that right, right now. Right, of course, you. yes. Yeah, and that's he, what he I love. He schooled you in that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Why would he, he not appreciate <laughs> you traveling the world? Exactly, it's actually him that made me do it, so. Right, exactly. Yeah. So let's go back to the weight issue. Was it puppy fat? Was it, you no. know, you hadn't... It was just really school. Like, I think literally every night I, when I studied for my final exams, I ate a bar of chocolate. As comfort food? Every night, yeah. Because, to raise your serotonin? Yeah, and because I was, I'm someone I can study really good at night. So I would always start studying at 10 p.m. until 4 a.m. You're joking. I'm like, that That was the time I was studying. You needed your sleep as a young, growing yeah, but teen. I, that's not what I did. Wow. So I kind of got me awake with like uh, black tea with yeah. a lot of honey and sugar. Bar of chocolate and like cookies. And I yep. ate horribly, horribly. 
And so, uh, also my mom back then was not the best cook. Sorry, mom. So um, you what? You supplemented good nutrition with no. candies and chocolate. <laughs> but like, also the food she did was mostly like you didn't like your mom's noodle cooking, right? Oh, stuff I see. with a lot of cheese and yes. like a lot of ketchup. Highly calorific. And, mm -hmm. Okay. So, so your it was mom delicious. made you. I loved it, but it was very yes. calorific. Okay. So how did you cope with that? So what, what happened? What was the strategy? Yeah, so I started doing diets all the time and I was like, didn't work and I never really wanted to because I, I love sweets. I love chocolate till death. So do I. What kind of chocolate? Belgian or Swiss? <sighs> good question. I'm a, I'm really a Belgian love, chocolate Do you know Lindt? Yes, Lindt is very... What, that's Swiss, Swiss right? That's Swiss. Yeah. And sort of milk chocolatey, right? Or do you no, that's what I loved back then. I couldn't eat anything else and milk chocolate but now i really love dark chocolate okay you've got into it i got really into it um yeah so practice makes perfect exactly exactly <laughs> yeah and so i was like okay so when i once i finished and i graduated i was like mm. okay i want to travel i know that for sure i want to do the modeling but i'm like 10 kilos over my what i should be so literally i don't know what happened in my head but from one day to another I had like a switch that turned over and I stopped eating bread and I love bread. Mm. I didn't eat any bread anymore. I didn't eat any potatoes anymore. I didn't eat any rice anymore. I just ate berries, no other fruits than that because berries had the, from the sugar content, they're the best. So I had nothing else other than berries. I ate nuts, too fattening with nuts, the fat? but a little, I had like from every nut, like three, I wouldn't eat any more than three. Did you become vegan? No, never. Okay. I love meat and fish. Yes. Um, but I started eating just three times a day with always five hours in between. And in those five hours, I wouldn't eat a single thing. What about exercise no as second. part of the regime? I didn't do any exercise You're not when an I exercise person. I started this year. Okay. I become extremely into it. Like now I exercise what, what all the What do you time. do? I love boxing. Oh, wow. I do a lot of yoga every morning. I, I love do yoga. Half an hour to an hour yoga every That's morning. That's great. So you're super healthy and fit. Yeah, now. Okay. Because last year when I started that diet, it took me like two, three months, nothing happened. I didn't lose a gram. I got so frustrated. I was like, I don't I hate this shit. I don't want to do this anymore. I was like, it's just not me, it's just not what my body wants. I'm never gonna lose weight. And then after those two, three months, suddenly I went onto the balance and the every single day I lost 200 grams and it went like doo -doo 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 -doo, and I fell in like four months I lost 10 kilos and like but in a really because I kept my diet and I had like big portions when I ate but it was always like a healthy meal and so I was it essentially salads salads and meat uh, and a lot of veggies a lot of veggies it was a high protein diet okay high protein and um, what was your meat of choice chicken white yeah and um you didn't do thigh or hmm? you didn't do dark meat oh i did i did i, okay. I also okay. love it but it was just like chicken was just like the yes, easiest of sure of always course. in the best Absolutely. fastest way of doing things so now your weight that you're at now is this your what is your natural weight what is anyone's natural weight because look at me how skinny i am i've always been an ectomorph i could never put on weight i'm metabolizing stuff quickly and my brain is always Lucky going. you. <laughs> I know. I would love to have that actually because I love eating burgers and I love fries yeah. and I love sweets and I love all the bad stuff for you. So what do you think is your ideal weight? Now. 
because I really last year when I started that my weight fell and fell and fell and I kind of got obsessed with losing it weight can it be a dangerous tricky a, thing yes you can become sure. obsessive yes I got very obsessive with it and um, I know that for sure and that was like a struggle in my career because then Everyone told me, oh, you're weighing too much, you can't do it. Then I lost all that weight and went to Australia. I was the first time away from home and I lost more and more weight. And then they started saying, you're too thin, you can't work. And I'm like, wait, like I was too thick. I lost weight, now mm. I'm too thin. It's like, what's going on? Did you stop eating? I didn't stop eating, but okay. I ate very little, like very little. Also because- but It was a kind of starvation. Kind of. And it was because I was, um, first time away from home, I think there was no one that really was like, what are you doing? You know, I was just on my own and, um, I had to like pay everything for myself. And it was just like, I went to a grocery store and everything in Australia seemed so expensive. So I was like, I was went into a money. grocery store and yes. I went out with nothing. Right. And, uh, but then when I came back home, my family was like, this is not good. And my sister, I love her to death. She's like the one that always helps me with everything. And she was like, nope, that's not my Bella and that's not how you should look like and I know that's not the healthy you. And she helped me change that and she went, she introduced me to a personal trainer and I started working out with him a lot. And then um, through the working out, I started eating again properly and normally mm. and I felt like I was allowed to eat because I'm mm. working out. I had right. that balance. So I didn't feel like I'm not allowed to eat because I'm not moving, but I felt like the more I worked out, the more I was allowed to eat. So, so was there a time when you <clears throat> doubted that you actually were suited for the job and that you could do it in these in this period of feeling that you were too heavy for the job? You didn't ever think of quitting. Oh, I did when I wasn't able to lose when it took me that three weeks. But I also thought like last year I went to New York for the first time and I introduced to agencies and every agency I went to rejected me. And I was like, what's going on? And I just bursted out in tears and I was alone in New York and I was calling my mom. I was just like, what's going on? Because as a model, you get a lot of rejections all the time. And you always just have to be very strict with yourself and don't take it personally. But I'm a person, whatever people tell me, I take it personally right away. So that's also where Ingo kind of helped me as well a lot because he was always like, stop taking it personal. Like every second model gets a rejection and just something normal that happens. And especially in New York, it's like, you know, it's a very tough city. And is that because you're essentially thwarted in your huge ambition? I think so. Because I'm someone, <laughs> so it comes from it having comes, big yeah, ambitions. Exactly. And if you can't achieve them. Yes. And if they don't work out the way I want them to, then it makes me very sad. And right. it frustrates me insanely. And I get... I don't know. I just struggle with myself a lot. I'm just someone, um, even though people tell me all, all the time and I hear, oh, you're so beautiful and you're just so, you get everything you want in your life and everything happens the way you want. I'm like, no, it doesn't. And it doesn't really, I don't really think that of me. I'm, I'm very critical with myself. Very. So, um, as soon as something doesn't really happen and I get rejections over and over again. I really struggle with keeping up. But I actually read a book right now mm -hmm. called The Law of Attraction. Mm, yes. The Secret of Life. And I think that helped me a lot because it says that whatever you think, that's what you attract. And because I always, I'm always, and I've always thought that, 
oh, I went into a casting, I was like, I'm not gonna get this anyways. That's every time, that was my attitude towards castings. Now, where did that come from, this negative thinking and I defeatism? Think because I always thought I wasn't good enough. And I, I, I where wouldn't... does that come from? Is that... That's a good question. I think that's just the pressure that I put on myself. Right. You're self-critical. I'm zero... And a perfectionist. Yeah, exactly. It's a I'm terrible a... curse. Very, um... Yeah, every... yeah, yeah. that's exactly <laughs> how I am, actually. So, has the Law of Attraction philosophy managed to change those brain neuro pathways that have been obviously set for uh, quite a while? Yeah, I've, I've just read it two weeks ago, and I feel like now it actually did help me, because... Every time when I think negative, I'm like, stop it. When you think negative, right. that's what will happen. So it was, think positive. it was very useful because it made you conscious, at least, exactly. of how you were thinking negatively. Exactly. And how, what do you do and to that, change that? I felt that? like, oh, obviously I never got a casting, and obviously I never get jobs, and obviously I was always rejected from agencies because I was thinking that. And then that's what you attract, if you think So that. how do you deal with the positive shift that I am going to get this, and you don't get it? What's that going to be? <laughs> That's a good question. Because there's also the idea... I think just today, actually, I went into a casting, I was oh. like, I'm going to get this. And I went in there and they were like, you can leave now. And I was like, okay. So then again, you're like struggling. You're like, I don't know. But then I feel like maybe there was some little bit in me that still didn't really think and that. And that's okay. where the belief thing comes into it. Mm -hmm. Because it's very easy to rationalize and say, I'm going to think positively. But actually to believe it. Exactly. To have, have to the really true faith it. in yourself. Exactly, and I think that's what I'm still missing. Okay, how are you going to get that? Because you're, you, you realize you've, you've, you've made a real box for yourself. Mm. <laughs> a golden prism of the law of attraction. Because every time you go out, you're, you're going to be testing that law. And when it doesn't deliver... <laughs> I know. Because there isn't that deep-seated belief. Exactly, there is something still missing. Yeah. There is something still missing. So it's a. It's so so I, I really want to work on it. I really yeah. want to um, get and just I don't know, just make myself believe more in me and uh -huh. what I'm doing. Because it's also I sometimes just have the feeling that there are not a lot of people that actually believe in me or that are around me. Is that true? What about your mom and dad? No, that's that's the thing. Always when I say that, they're like, we all believe in you. And it is my mom and my dad that believe in me and my sisters and my best friends. But I feel like the people in this in this um, industry, that they don't really believe in me. Let's have a look at your book. <laughs> this I want to see where, where what, what this is about. <laughs> We're going to sort you out. Um, what do you want? So what would be making it for you? Okay, so what will really make it for me is just working for bigger brands because I think people have really pushed me into like e-commerce. Mm -hmm. Isn't and that where models start off? Isn't that just part and parcel yeah, of Yeah, I think so. But I think they really put me into that little box and don't believe in me doing anything else. And I know I can do editorial and I know I can do like beauty stuff and I know I can do different things. But I feel like people don't really believe in me doing that so looking at your book immediately you are the sex bomb the sex bomb blonde <laughs> body i mean you're talking about your body but this is just this is as good as it gets right i mean this is you did you did well on the diet that's all i can say it's a success i know it was, that hard, is work. A sexy it was body. hard work so that is your wheelhouse and 
Victoria's Secret and all exactly. of that kind Victoria's of stuff. Victoria's Secret is my dream. It's, it's, it's lingerie, it's swimwear, it's skin, it's body, it's exactly. sex. So you, I mean... And I would love to do like beauty stuff like L'Oreal or I would love to do Victoria's Secret or I would love to work for bigger magazines like Vogue or Elle and do stuff like that. That's why I'd be pushing you. So these are my... Sitting my here. Dream box. With you now. Looking at how you're looking. I see, and I photographed her, a shit ton load for Italian L over the years. Um, Stella Maxwell. Yeah. Okay. Stella did it. She's working for Victoria's Secret. <laughs> I mean, I she, she, she has your spot, I must say, because there is a Stella Maxwell and you, you look so fam familiar to her, so that you, she has that type mm. that she's occupying now and, and doing very well in. But there are also all sorts of other ways um, that are responsible for a model's rise. And I remember Stella always being super, super active in the early days of Facebook and Instagram and social media. She was always putting up new pictures of herself, changing her profile pictures on Facebook. I, I always remember there was con this constant activity, feverish activity that she put into it and and working it in social ways, mm. becoming an it girl, yeah. getting out into the world and meeting people and making those connections. So what I'm trying to say to you is it's, it's not always just down to the pure physique. It's about how you take on the, the task at hand and how committed you are to exploring all the various avenues that build a career. Because it's, you know, very few models are, are lucky enough to be able to be plucked and, and made stars of. Obviously, there are lots like that. Yeah, exactly. But it's a bit more complex and mysterious than that, I think. Um, but your attitude is all important. And I think with Stella, when I first worked with her, <clears throat> I did a story where we reversed roles and it was about her being the, the photographer. It was really oh, cute. Fun. And she was into photography. That's and so yeah, it made great well. sense for her. But she was such an obvious, cool girl. I mean, she looked a certain way. She didn't look particularly editorial. And therefore, the, the career that she had with Victoria's Secret makes absolute sense because she was a bit more commercial, for want of a better word, which is what you are, for want of a better word. Understanding that, really owning it and believing it and living it is the challenge. And the key. And there are no rules, but, yeah. you know, it, it is what it is. And you should maximise what you have. That's what I always say. Double down, triple down. <laughs> on what you have exactly instead of what you want to be what you what, think you yeah, should be yeah, or whatever yeah. it's just you know know your know thyself is a very and important strength yeah. is a very important uh, idea so you know and there's lots of money in that too and if it is a job which it is that can net you a very uh, nice income every year you should that's what you should be doing instead of looking for uh, some kind of editorial cred or being, you know, the edgy type that you're not. Exactly, I'm not. No, cash in, babe. But then what? that's what people always try to make me and I'm like, I don't want that. Like, I went to an agency in London and they wanted to change my complete look and I was like, that's not me. Because they thought that's what you needed to work more and be more um, bookable Ex with yeah, clients. Yeah, exactly. In London especially. And I was like, that's not me. I don't want to... 
bleached my eyebrows and cut my hair short and suddenly wear like gangster t-shirts. It's not <laughs> it's who like, you are. It's not, not who you are. Um, so that's that. I, I, I think we've sorted you. It's just being confident and happy with what I've got. With what you've got and, and really understand and be clear about that. Mm -hmm. And not try to put yourself into a square peg as a round hole that you are. You know, whatever. <laughs> you know, kind of round hole. <laughs> so, um, so let's talk about your love life. Yes. Obviously, you're going to be popular with the boys. If, if you aren't... Then I'm not living in the in the same world as you. I mean, we we're in a different universe. Yeah, I think I'm very lucky. All the guys that I've met so far have been absolutely amazing. But I'm also very picky. Picky. Are you as hard and perfectionist about your choice yes. of partner? <laughs> yeah. So how? What horrible. <laughs> so what happened in your so teenage years? You were obviously popular. Did you have boyfriends as a teenager? I, I mean, you're still had... you're barely out of teenage. Exactly, but I never had a boyfriend until I was 15. Okay. And then with 15, I actually met, which is funny, it was yeah. a sibling, now the twin Kissing brother cousins. of the boyfriend of my sister. Isn't so that we were taboo? dating brins, uh, twins. You're joking. <laughs> no. <laughs> but they didn't look alike. They didn't look alike. They looked oh, completely wow. they weren't different. Identical twins. No, 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 no. no. So you met him through her? Yeah. So that's completely com organic. Yeah, and I completely fell in love, and he was my first boyfriend. He was your first love and of I, your life. Yes, and I was with him for four years. Okay, I was with my first girlfriend for four years. Through those years, exactly the same. Yeah. So we and thought then... we could conquer the world and do it differently, <laughs> and beat the odds. Messed we didn't. <laughs> you didn't. So why didn't no, you? Because when I decided I wanted to travel, I was I wanted to go to my first destination was um, Australia for four months. And I knew that after that I wanted to go to London and then New York and L.A. And so we sat down and it already, to the end of those four years, because he, a year before that, moved to Paris to study. So we already had a long distance relationship mm, for a year. Which is difficult. So it was struggling already. And then when I was like, I'm going to Australia now, we were like... It's a long way away. Yeah. Let's not do this because so, it will just end up in a fight. So you did and that maturely and... Yes. We're still like really good friends now. That's amazing. We still like get along. Did he have another well. other girlfriends after you? And... Yeah, he had a, yeah. He had a girlfriend. And you kept in I, touch. Yeah, we like speak once, not a lot, but once a month, and we ask how he is. He asks me how I am. We talk about things. I still go and see his mom sometimes oh, wow. and for her birthday. So we're really close. He goes to my family to have breakfast when I'm not there. Okay, that's so great. So we're like a very okay. we're that's so very nice. Close. Yeah, it's great. That's amazing. Um, and then after him, because then I had all. I was in Australia, and then I went to London, and then... Did I, you like Australia? I loved it. Did you go to Sydney? Yes. You must have worked it's a lot. My, yes. It's my dream place. I think I would move there right away if it wouldn't be on the end of the world, because I feel so isolated there. You do. Couldn't you manufacture, tailor a life, a great life for yourself there, to compensate for the fact that it's the end of the edge of the world? I think, yeah. I think I could have had a great... I could stay there and I would have a great, great life. And I think I worked there a lot and everything. But I'm so close with my family and it would kill right, me not right. seeing them. Mm. And also being there, I loved it. But I somehow felt like I wouldn't, I, I wasn't part of the rest of the world. 
Mm. I was like, what's happening in Europe? What's mm, happening there? Okay. It's like, yeah. no, and you were in the heart it. of Europe. Yeah. So, yeah. And Berlin is such a cosmopolitan exactly. city. But I love the lifestyle in Sydney. Absolutely right. love it. Are you beachy? Are you uh, comfortable with not many clothes yes. on? Yes. That's and your I stage. Yeah, and I love warm weather. Yeah. I hate the cold. I absolutely hate the cold. Yes. So because all those are good things for Sydney. I'm always freezing like crazy. Even like when it's 20 degrees outside, I would be like shivering like crazy. I have a very... Is this your first New York winter you're going into? Mm -hmm. Well, be prepared. I know. I'm scared. It's very scary. scary. It's scary. You're getting used to it. Though. So, okay. So boys, so how do you negotiate being a model, traveling as much as you do with your boyfriend? And there was a boyfriend outside that, that dropped you off. Yeah. So but was he a boyfriend? Yeah. He was. Okay. So um, tell me the story. Fortunately, yeah. I've always, I met always guys when I was traveling. So, um, when I was in London, nothing happened, but then I went to LA and I met a really great guy and I had the best time with him and then I left LA and I, I didn't know when I would come back so we broke that up and then I went to Sydney and in Sydney I met a really great guy and we got along very very well and I'm he's so like very important to me is the world do you have a, a positive uh attitude to, to love and men yes. because it seems that very you positive. if if the <laughs> Forgive me, if the law of attraction is not working in modeling, it seems it's to be my love life. doing really well in your love life. Because I think Maybe. it's because you're expecting, I mean, it seems quite uh, natural for you alone. to say, here's a guy, he was a great guy, this one, another one was a great guy. It's not yeah, like the other models who lucky. say to me, I'm attracted to assholes or, you know, you're attracted to really nice guys, they yeah. like you, you like them. And they are and so loving and so caring and so... They were, I have been extremely lucky, like every guy I've dated so far was just absolutely amazing. Is that a reflection of who you are? I don't know. In other words, if the law of attraction is that you get what you, re you receive, what you get out, put out, are you putting out, are you as, are you as great as they are? Oh, I think I'm very tricky sometimes. Are you loving? I am very loving. Are but you... I think I'm still very tricky because I'm, I say what I, what I think and if someone annoys me, with something, I'm, you don't especially have a my guy, I would be just like, what the fuck are you saying? Or just like, how are you behaving? Or if something mm. in behavior is just annoying me, I would tell them straight away and I would just okay. like behave the right way or do this or do that. Right, right. You're so critical. I can be very critical and sometimes a bit bossy, I think. Yes. But um, on the other hand, if, if someone comes up to me and was like, hey, that was a bit much, I'll be like, oh, I'm sorry, like straight mm. away. I you think listen as well. 100%. And then That's I also great communication. Sorry. Yeah. So it is that the guys are always <laughs> just like, I think they pretty much knew always how I was. And they were always just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And would just like agree. They put up with you and love you anyway. Exactly. So I've You're been lucky. Very lucky. <laughs> <laughs> you are lucky. Yeah. I've been so, lucky. so he, I met yeah. him when I went this year. I went to Istanbul for three oh, weeks yes, to right. work there. And Ingo again him mm -hmm. he introduced me to him in berlin and was like this is someone he lives in istanbul so whenever something happens you need someone here is the contact because i know istanbul is tricky at the moment so i just wanted to be safe mm. so he introduced me to him and we literally had a three minute talk in berlin it was like super fast because he had a business meeting and he was like hi i'm max nice to meet you whenever you need anything here's my number 
let's hang out in Istanbul. I was He's like, German. Cool. Yeah, he comes from Cologne, but he lives in Istanbul. Okay. And um, then I went to Istanbul and we met and we had a really great time together and we just, we got along so well because he's a very intelligent man, extremely intelligent. Is that important to you? Very important to me. How, how high up the list is that? Um, Does it come before looks or after looks? I would actually say it's pretty much on the same level. Okay. Because I hate speaking to people. You can't just do looks? Mm -mm, not at all. Yeah, have you tried? Yes. It didn't work out? No, I absolutely hate it. <laughs> okay. And I need people that are also like me, that are open, uh -huh. that I could go to events with and I could sit him down here yeah. and he would be able to chat with everyone around right, him yeah. and I could go there and chat with other people. Mm -hmm. I can't do this like, where are you? Can I come with you? Can I go there? Right. It's just like, nah, just, can yeah. you just be yourself? Yeah. Just talk and <laughs> just like, ah, oh, beer, like I'm not your little babysitter or anything. Right. So, and... Are you high maintenance? Um, or are you a cheap and easy date? Or are you high maintenance? Do you, are you even if it's in, a, in an emotional way? Do you take a lot of? Uh, do you do you need a lot of energy? Sometimes I think I do. Mm. But and I so th they have energy to give. Yeah. They have excess. <laughs> excess, they have enough for themselves. <laughs> and, uh, I hope so. <laughs> Please don't tell me I'm destroying anyone here. Sucking them dry and succubus. <laughs> yes. No. I think I think they have enough. Great. They have. And they're very like um they have all been like great. I could just go anywhere with them and for me what is very important as well is that they have to get along with my family. Mm. So what do you think your mum and dad respond to well? In a young man, suitor. My dad loves intelligent people. It's brains That's as well. That's for him yeah. very important. My mom is more, she more looks at how he treats me. Would you marry someone that your parents disapproved of greatly? Mm. You wouldn't. Mm -mm. You'd leave the, the last word to dad. You give him the power of veto over no, your love life. <laughs> no, it's not about that, about what they say, but just about my feeling bringing him to my family. Uh -huh. I, I just love being one wow and bringing my my boyfriend to my family and knowing that there is something that's not really good yeah. i think that would just like hurt me so much mm. and would just like make me think about it all the time that i couldn't do it i think so what are your favorite parts of this whole fashion luck what do you love about it is it the travel what do you the like on the job of and meeting itself? new people um, that's right that's, that's my two absolute yeah. Because I have met incredible, such great, creative, intelligent, funny people and just getting to know their stories and hanging out with them, talking to them. Mm -hmm. It's just like, I just love that. And yeah. I just love meeting new people. Yes. So it's the job and for the you. So do you think you were born to model in? All of the law of attraction doubts aside. <laughs> ah. Do you think somewhere deep inside that you think this is me and I, I that this is my fate? This is what I, I I'm think, going to do? I think, yeah, part of me does think that. But on the other hand, I'm someone I love getting further with my head as well. And mm. just... It's the ambition again. Learning. <laughs> yes. I love learning. And right. that's actually why I started doing and I'm studying an online... Um, uh -huh. um, course and have an online course which is actually from new york about nutrition 
Oh, wow. So I'm studying nutrition as well at the moment. With a view to doing something with it? Mm. Or is it just a personal to help at, your, at your own At the moment, it's just life? that I love learning about it. Mm -hmm. And because I'm a really bad foodie, by the way. I go to restaurants pretty much every night because I just love... Food that much. Food that much. And I love seeing new restaurants, tasting new food. I love that. It's like my... I would spend all my money on going out for dinners mm. rather than buying food or living in a nice apartment. Mm. <laughs> That's how bad I am. So wow. nutrition... <laughs> we'll get, into, the, we'll get into that because... What do you like about it? You like the social aspect? You're going out... I you're... love the social aspect. Do you meet people out at restaurants? Um, yeah, I do, but I also go. You go with, with your friends, group. yeah. Yeah, I never go. I don't go alone. I don't like. What's that. What's your dream restaurant that you haven't been to? Um, there's one place in Tokyo that I really, really want to go to. It's a place that not a lot of people know of. It just has like it seats six people. Is it the Hero Dreams of Sushi one? Maybe. Where the there's old, a documentary, really The Old Man. Chef. Yes, you have to you have to watch the documentary when you leave here. Go home. Netflix, Hero Dreams of Sushi, about that. Okay. It's about that yeah. master of sushi master yeah, and his family. Yeah, that old man, exactly. Yes, that's the one. You have to book yeah. six months in advance or something. I just want to go there. Very, very... Great really. film. Yeah, so that's one of the places I really want to experience. And then there are just so many. Like, whenever I get into a city, before I enter that city, I already have a list Jesus Christ. full of places. And then in that city... I actually make a list of the coolest places and I always write it on my phone in my little notes. I have like New York restaurants and mm. I will have all the nice places I know and I will tell my favorite dish and what I liked about it, like atmosphere, cozy, it was romantic, whatever. And I have like a full list of breakfast, lunch, dinner places. I have that for LA, I have that for Sydney. So given your choice of profession mm -hmm. and the huge demands it places on your weight, <laughs> Isn't it an exercise in frustration every time you go to your favorite foodie joint and you can't eat anything but 0.1% of the menu? How do you cope with that? Is it just the Should being... Should I tell you actually something? Yeah. I feel like I've reached a weight right now that I don't gain and I don't lose anymore. So oh, wow. when I go out for dinners now... You can eat. I eat like a maniac and people always look at me and they're like... How did that fit in right, there? Yes, like, I know how what does you mean. this work here? Uh -huh. and, and like, then they you... always think I'm working out like crazy. And or... you don't? I seriously, I eat a lot. So you're in a kind of nirvana, perfection now. Right now, that you I'm should enjoy. Yeah. yeah, but that's why I'm putting a lot of, like, I have to just work out. I have to do my yoga in the mornings. I have to do cardio. I literally walk everywhere. I mm -hmm. rarely use Uber or a taxi or. The metro, I, I always walk. I walk kilometers over kilometers every day because I, I first of all, I enjoy walking a lot, especially in New York and cities like these because I think that's how you actually get to know a city mm -hmm. through walking. Mm -hmm. And um, so I love doing that, but I know that I have to do that to enjoy my dinner. Yeah. It's all about dinner. I it's getting all a good about the balance. My whole sense. life is it's all about, dinner. about my dinner. I wake up in the morning and I'm like, where will I have my dinner tonight? <laughs> That's fantastic. Okay, so we've sorted you out. Yeah. You are where you are now. Victoria's Secret and or Sports Illustrated, those kinds of yes. things. America, big brand, my big neck recognition, huge uh, lifestyle that goes with that of eating and enjoying yeah. your life. <laughs> <laughs> yes. With your lovely... Boyfriends. Yes. Done. 
What a great life. You're so right? lucky. Right? <laughs> yes. Now I just have to get the full believe in me as well. That's the key. And then... I'm what Babies it. when? Do you want children? Mm -hmm, for sure. I think 28 is my dream age. That's the perfect age. Did you know that in certain esoteric um, uh, philosophies and new age philosophies, they say that 28 actually is when you become an adult? Oh, really? Yes. Also, I chose the perfect age. The perfect age. You see, you knew that intuitively. I knew that, exactly. Yeah. You just knew 28 Eight is years, age. you're going to do so well. <laughs> we'll, <laughs> that's a good place to end it. Let's end the main interview here. Thank you very much, everybody. Thank you, Thank Bella. You, you are for wicked. Me. Thank you again. I have to say at the end of the video that it's YouTube again. If you liked this content, if you'd like to see more of the same, um, please support it. It's the early days. Um, Bella, say you want them to subscribe, please. Yes, please subscribe. <laughs> this is amazing. I love this. And comment and share. <laughs> and comment and share. <laughs> and share the link. And what else? That's it. That's it. Thank Just you be so part much. <laughs> Thank you so much for giving so much of yourself. You were wicked. We're going to do some other things now. But okay. for the time being, bye everyone. Thank you for joining. Bye. Appreciate Thank you so it. Much. Lots of love. Bye.